0: $2 six-piece Chicken McNuggets are tender, juicy, made with 100% white meat, and making a big splash on the $123 menu.
1: Woo!
0: (coughs) And for just a dollar, you can get any size soft drink, like a sweet tea, Hawaiian punch, or the one-of-a-kind flavor of a Dr. Pepper. So keep your favorites flowing right now at McDonald's, only on the $123 menu. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
2: Hello and welcome to Everyday Connection Now with your hosts Jean Victoria Norlock and Rico Shields bringing your inner life to your everyday life Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Everyday Connection Now. I am, yet again, Rico Shields, and some thousands of way up over there, Canada, somewhere, mountains, mountains, that's it, Jean Victoria Norlot. How are you, Jean? I'm really good. I'm
3: really happy. I, it's, it's morning. It's a morning show, and I'm really happy. Imagine that. Um, we have an awesome guest today, and there's so much to banter about, but I want to banter about it with her because she brings so much energy
2: and so much happy wherever and, she goes,
3: and, and so much happy and so much joy and so much gratitude and appreciation and enthusiasm. I just, I just want to it's, cut through all the you chatter know, what, and just bring her on and
2: What happened play. to make Jane be all happy and perky in the morning, and well, it's the China syndrome. <laughs> Whole new meaning to China syndrome. <laughs> Just used to be a bad thing. Now it's a good thing. See there? It's a whole new earth, ladies and gentlemen. No more need to fear the China syndrome.
4: Hello. So, Step in. so that's our it. Valley. Our
2: our um, our guest this morning, China Brooks. How are you, China? <laughs>
0: I am alive. How are you? It's uh, it's amazing to hear your voices. It's so great to be with you.
2: That's been too long. Not so long next time.
3: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Everybody could use a little more China syndrome in their lives, I think. Yeah, get some, people.
2: (laughs) Here it is. Get some. daily
3: daily (laughs) dose of China is good for the soul. safe
2: addiction and <laughs> well, you certainly get your weekly with the what is it the Monday what do you call it uh
0: Monday motivation
2: Monday motivation that's right
0: yeah
2: and because uh, I noticed particularly like the one before last I think I just shared it to my wall actually it was that good I don't do that with lots of stuff but Monday motivation is safe to share
0: yeah, it's, it's funny see? sometimes... It, oh, see, see,
3: see? <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to you. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I, actually, I'm I'm just happy that you're here. Um, I'm happy that you're happy. And that's really cool because I love celebrating other people's joy. And... You're, you just recently did something really special, and I want to get talking about it right away. Yeah. Because China is on her honeymoon. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. Loving it, from, from what I gather. Because, yeah, I sneak little peeks at your wall. Um,
0: <laughs> right. right stop, hey, I stalk yours, okay? so. <laughs> right. I'm, creep,
2: I'm creeping on your wall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Donna, Donna. Donna, Donna. Um, China's on a honeymoon, and that's really special. And it's probably one of the most unique marriages we've ever had the honor to talk about on the air. So let's talk about it, because it's cool. Who'd you marry, China?
0: I. And why? My, my best friend, uh, my, my lover, my confidant. I married myself. Yay! Uh, yay! Harkinies, Harkinies, hark knees. I married myself. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I decided
4: <laughs> long, long ago, ago never to walk, never in, to anyone, walk in anyone in anyone's anyone shadow. shadow. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I just I decided to commit to myself. Um, to commit to, to make my joy and my happiness, the most important thing in my life. You know, um, <clears throat> when we hear, you know, you, I'm sure a lot of people have read the article of like, uh, five regrets of the dying and they just talk about what they wish they had done with these people on their deathbeds. And they wish they had let themselves be happier. They wish they had, um, just lived their lives for themselves and not listened to the opinions of other people. And it was, you know, things like that that really inspired me. And, you know, I just thought, I, I really want to commit to me. Uh, and so I, I did. That's why I married myself. And it was really a commitment to allow my higher self, my true self, my authentic self run the show. I said, you know what? I'm just going to give over to you. I'm committing to you 100%. And you take over. So that's what I did. And my, my ceremony was a... It was a it was a, an out picturing of that, just to, you know, to have a quiet ceremony with my friends. And What was really amazing is my friend actually, I didn't even open my mouth, and my friend has a big, beautiful house that she custom built. She lives there with her, her sons and her husband, and she, uh, she said, oh, you can wear my wedding dress, <laughs> and you can have the ceremony at my house. And it was just, everything was so easy, and it was I knew, I was like, this is how my life can be from now on easy (laughs) you
3: know so there's so much awesomeness in that little short story um for you to to recognize the need for you to commit to you first of all but then for you to have the self-awareness and self-assuredness to go out and take that to your friends and family and say okay this is what i'm doing." And then to have them not only support you, but to provide you with the means to do it in the way that you wanted to do it.
0: You know, it it was amazing.
3: How how awesome is that?
0: It gets more awesome. In in fact, my friends gave me presents, um, wedding gifts. And um, what they gave me, like, my friend Maya Leela, she makes jewelry. And she made this amazing... um, Custom piece, it literally looks like it should be in a museum. It's a jellyfish and it's made out of beach glass, and then it has these tentacles that she created and there's there's like a little thing that looks like a wind chime hanging off of one, and the reason for that being is my friends call me a walking wind chime that I just I, I make this noise of joy everywhere I go and then so there's a, another one at the bottom, what a little turtle and uh when i first made my transition i went to the beach and i saw a bunch of baby turtles going out to sea i literally saw that and i was like did that just happen to me and it did and so <laughs> she put a little turtle on the bottom i mean you know it gets real magical you know and so when you let go of course and so um she made that for me and then my other friend had this little egg you know those um those, like, little Russian wooden doll things and you, like, open it up and open it up and it gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. Kind of feel. So it's like yeah, that. Awesome. I mean, it's a, it's a, exactly. It's like a cosmic egg. And this egg is a, over, a, I think it's, like, a 100 years old. Her grandmother had it and her great grandmother had it and it was passed down from generation to generation. She gave that to me for wow. as a wedding oh. gift. It, yeah. It kind of blew my mind, that one. You know? <laughs> so... Yeah.
2: yeah, nothing like a little mind-blowing confirmation from the right. universe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that, please. Thanks so much. <laughs> <sighs> like,
3: you must just be swimming in a state of appreciation and gratitude, my because look at all the goodness. You're part of that. So fun. Hello. So fun. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? So, I mean, this is is such a a different start to to the show for our regular listeners. They're probably like, uh, where'd the question go? We don't understand what happened. What happened?
2: Uh,
3: So for for our regular listeners who who don't know, um, China was one of our – early guess and she got the old question she hasn't been asked the new question so i'm going to ask it just so that they have an idea of you know who who, what is this china thing
2: all about yeah (laughs) Uh, china syndrome yes oh my god
3: i was just gonna say that nice what is china syndrome where does it come from uh so china the big question and i hope you studied because it's very important (laughs) who on earth are you and what do you do
0: oh the what do you do question yay (laughs) um let's see Who who am i uh and what do i do well let's see who was i in my in my former life i was joan of arc no um I, what did I do it? Well, I used to be, as you guys know, um, for about 14 years, I did television commercials. I was on-camera talent for that, uh, a successful working actor in Los Angeles. And um, I also have been studying spiritual practices since, you know, I was like, I started meditating when I was 15 and practicing yoga when I was 15 and been doing that for a long, long time. Uh, So I'm also a spiritual counselor kind of deal, you know, I help people in their lives. Uh, and I also, I make Oracle cards. So I just created my own line of Oracle cards, uh, which I love. You know, there's, um, I, I like the Oracle cards that are out there and I own, you know, several decks of them. And I also feel like, you know, they'll, they'll, you'll pull a card and it'll say align with your higher self. And you're like, how do I do that? So I created, <laughs> I created a deck. It's um it's solution based how to act, like action, their tools, the spiritual tools, uh, A to Z. And it's literally um, all the cards are you know like verbs, you know it's meditate, plan, um, action. and uh, they're color coded, there's a finally with them. yeah, there's a, there's a workbook with them, and then you go in and it gives you like exactly you learn how to take immediate action, something that you can actually do uh you know in your life right then and there so that's what I've got going on right now and um that's what I do yeah (laughs) but who am I as a person I'm more here about uh I said I'm 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 part of the shift, you know that we're all experiencing oh it's so amazing and delicious right everybody oh my god and uh (laughs) I just, I'm i here to support people honestly um, I'm like you know a midwife helping to birth the consciousness and you know I'm just another person out there just like you guys living in my joy uh, you know and just to live by example and, and walk around the earth with the energy that says yes go for it you'll, you'll be glad you did you know that's
3: what I do <laughs> sounds like a pretty, pretty fun thing to do
2: Sounds like lots a, of
3: fun. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> certainly. One of, one, of, one of the best jobs in the world has got to be just, you know, reminding the world how awesome it is. Uh, we could talk
0: about that one for, uh, forever. I, the world is, and pe- the world and people, amazing. Oh, look, it's, what do you know? There's a blue jay right outside my window. You guys know what blue jay stands for? Happiness.
3: Yes, I do, because I I recently moved into my dream home after a series of of really random, odd, synchronistic events, and um, it just was literally, like, delivered into my lap. Here you go.
2: On a silver platter with a bow and everything.
3: Yeah. Yay. Yeah, really, really cool. Uh, But one of the things that... I noticed in the first week of, of being here was that when I would go outside and sit on my deck and take those quiet moments of, Oh my goodness, is this really happening? Uh, we are surrounded by this massive population of blue jays. Uh. I have them everywhere. And it's just, it, it was like confirmation for me because I had to look it up obviously for the <laughs> Why do I have all these blue jays on my property? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, like, I've never, I've never <laughs> lived in a home where I had blue jays at all, ever. And so it was huge confirmation for me that, yeah, here, you're, you're home now. It's okay. Just breathe, relax. It's happening. It's true. It's real. This is yours. And so, yeah, and I, I love <sighs> that. I love when... Mother nature provides us with these little gifts of confirmation to say it's okay. Stop.
2: Moments, moments to exhale.
3: I was just, I was loving
1: your
0: exhale. It's like, and everyone. ah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I get those often down here since I've, you know, run off to my jungle and, and mountains because sweat mountains too. It's, it was really quite something pacific ocean mountains jungle monkeys <laughs> and um, you know i can be really can be a monkey's uncle now i suppose i have a whole troop
0: <laughs> i'm really happy for you both I, it's just so amazing to hear i it's the three of us what a transformation you know it's just it's
3: amazing it really, it really is, and it's, it's not that long a time. No, um, I mean, but it's been maybe a year and a half since we last had you on the show, and we were all three of us in totally different places. Oh my god! Yeah,
2: at yeah. that time, totally different.
3: We had, we had, the, we had thing. the vision. We had the vision. Um, we were holding our, our dream of what could be in our hearts. And we were, you know, working on that, having faith and moving forward in our, in, in our trust of all that is. And then just in that last year, just manifestation after manifestation, after manifestation, <laughs> here, here's your present, here, have another one, here, there's a pretty little bow on it, here, this one, you don't even have to unwrap this one, <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just been an incredible, an incredible year. And and not just for the three of us, but for the the world as a whole. I mean, yeah. we have a Jesuit pope now who thinks that that fanatical Christian Christian ideology is an illness.
2: Like who knew that would happen? Like publicly said <laughs> those words, you know. Yeah. When faith turns into ideology, it's it's well, it's an illness, and you're just like going, what, what? <clears throat> and yeah, and well, we were yeah. talking this morning about uh, Marianne Williamson
0: Oh my god, okay Are we finishing each other's sentences now? Yeah, because that's exactly what I was going to say When Marianne <laughs> Williamson runs Congress You know the world is shifting Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived
2: and I think that she, at least I hope, will be, you know, a bellwether, just kind of like the Pope, you know, if the Pope can say, you know, well, look, what, it's homosexual, but he's a good guy, he seeks after God, he's seeks... who am I to judge him? You know, well, uh, the Pope says that, that pretty much cuts out the rest of the Catholics for judging those, you know, but it, it if he can change, if he can be... Gently and sometimes not so gently, trying to steer the ship and change the that ship, that giant corporation. Then, you know, other people can stand up safely now and and make change. And so now we've got a consciousness expert, a mindfulness expert, a a in, we might say a truth expert. Gene and I, I don't know. Gene likes that truth word.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: and um, running for running for Congress. And I, I hope it helps a lot of other people, um, that are of the same mind also say, okay, it's safe for me to stand up now. And, uh, yeah. yes. uh because, uh, we need this, uh, depolarization, you know, uh, it's kind of like, you know, the old cassette decks or something, you had to demagnetize the heads and it was better again. We need to depolarize Washington
1: yeah.
2: and, uh, yeah. Uh, But I I can't really see it going any other way because the country is doing it. The people are doing it, you know, and um, because the Washington apparatus said, "Okay, that's it, man. We're going. We're going to bomb Syria. We're going to do the thing. And the people said, no, don't think so. And it didn't happen. A, a, A way was presented, a way was made that we could do something different. And they're doing it over there. They're, you know, the teams are on the ground and, chemical weapons are being rounded up and got rid of. That's, that, people would have said that was impossible.
3: Absolutely, and from one of the most unlikely of sources.
2: Yeah, yeah. As well, well. didn't to
3: come? I mean, that's not, wouldn't have thought five years ago that Russia could come up with a solution like that.
2: Yeah, Did they a, just a, been a stick in the mud and said no. Anti-
3: an anti-war solution from Russia? Really? This is not something that anybody would have would have considered to be possible and, in real life. Well, <laughs> it, reality it was only um,
2: 60, oh, years, that's
3: not, that's not reality.
2: 60 or 70 years ago, the Americans all hated the Japanese. The Japanese hated the Americans. Now we're like best friends. Um, you know, there's flourishing Jewish community in Germany. Who who would have seen that one coming? And uh uh so the the Middle East is next. I'm telling you what, once they once they get over it and remember that they're brothers that they're gonna be the the party's gonna be on. And and I don't think it's as far away as it might seem. It might take a generation even, but you look at the you look at the cats under thirty uh over there and they're all talking to each other on social media, and they're going, look, yeah, another few years when we're in charge, we're not, why don't I play this war game thing? It's no fun. And uh, uh, so, I, I mean, it, it, to my vision, it's like a done deal. It's just a question of waiting to let the old Warhawks croak.
3: Yes, right. <laughs> To
2: borrow from Abraham.
3: <clears throat> and... and- and a really beautiful thing that I, you know, we, we haven't discussed very often on the show, but Rick and I have discussed several times, is that this, this crazy guy, Benedict, who um, decided to step down, which hasn't been done for 300 years. I mean, popes just don't advocate. It's not done. But he literally set an example for other leaders. To He gave them permission. To step down, because if the head of the Catholic Church can step down and step away and say, I am not the right person for this job at this time, then other leaders out there can can take a cue from that and go, you know what, it's okay. There's no shame in me stepping back and allowing somebody else to, to step into my shoes. That's
1: right.
2: Yeah. Bring a little new energy to the scene.
0: That's right. I think, too, people are realizing um, it feels like energetically, you know, people in power that the people I I, I know myself, I can actually only speak for myself, but I'm not against them. I'm not against anybody. I'm for the good of the whole. And I think, you know, it's like so nobody's trying to take away your power, take away your money or take away your position. You know, nobody's trying to do that. And I think once people start to understand that, it's like, oh, okay, well, I, I can step down. I, you know what I mean? It's not, nobody's trying to, to take anything from me. That's not what this, this shift in consciousness is about. It's about everybody. It's about a win-win situation for everybody. So I, 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 love, to, yeah, I love to hear you guys talk about this. It's just ugh, this
3: exciting times we live in. And I, so I, I do believe that there are, there are people in, within the government who, whose hearts are not in alignment with the actions that are being taken, but they feel like they're trapped. Yes. They yes. feel in their positions of power, these, these great men that are in these positions of power are, are feeling powerless to initiate change, and right. it's up to the public. To the people to show up and say no we got your back yeah you know if, if you'll make the decision to stand on your truth and support what is good for the masses then the masses will support you absolutely and I think that's where the shift is coming in is that and I you know I mean it's evident it's evident in watching the Pope the, the more that the people applaud his actions the more bold he becomes in his statements. And it doesn't matter what the cardinals have to say because it's the people of the church that are in control really ultimately of the direction of the church. And if that's a truth in the Catholic church then it can be a truth in any government in the world.
4: (sighs) Ah.
2: Right on. Another, <laughs> another exhale. Another exhale. Because it, it is. It just, you know, the power has always, and, and you know, people can say whatever they want to say about the founding fathers of the United States. And, you know, they had slaves and they did this and they did that. But they, they did their best to recognize that the power has always lain with the people. It doesn't matter who's in charge gods, kings, presidents, it doesn't matter who's in charge, the power lays with the people. And, um, um, but, you know, every once in a while the people need a little reminder that, you know, we're in charge, not them, they're just doing what we say. Yes. Yes. And, and, uh, you know, once upon a time we said, protect us, and they said, protect us from what? And we said, we don't know, everything. And they said, okay. And... You know, so they started protecting us from everything, and then we're like, "Wait a minute, we don't want to be protected from this and that and the other." And okay, well, let them know, and 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 they do. When it, you know, it came to the Syria thing, and it was eighty percent of the American people said, "No, we don't want to do this." And regardless of what the machine wanted to do, it just couldn't happen because there was no juice there. And, um,
3: because Rick's been asking for two years, what happens if you have a war and nobody shows up? Well, this is this is exactly what happened. We had a war and nobody showed up. The significance of that is it's astounding. Huge.
1: Yeah,
3: it is huge. Because you had we had soldiers, people in the military, who were protesting this idea of going to war in Syria. When the people holding the guns refuse to shoot the other guy, well, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. Because they're the ones holding the guns. They're going to decide whether or not they're going to pull the trigger. Right,
2: yeah. Yeah. And so when they say no, what do you do? Well, you just pass around the iced tea, maybe some lemonade, We have some fun. Um, Have a party. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Right.
2: What? Screw,
4: screw it.
0: <laughs> you're like, oh, you're not going to do what I tell you? Oh, okay. Yeah. New plans. Hmm.
2: <laughs> okay, well,
1: <then laughs> yeah
3: what do you guys
2: want to do? do what, we have a, yeah. have a plan
3: B. Does anybody have a plan B?
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it, it. it 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 is in so many ways. I mean, this has been, 2013 has been a bit of an odd year, a bit of a rough year in ways. Um, But, oh, well, you know, 13, that's an odd number, as opposed to 12, that's an even number. No. Um, But if there really is anything to this, you know, we passed a portal, we passed a marker, no, it's not a day when you wake up the next day and everything's different, but if that's really true, then you know just just after that big change, there's some adjustment you know I dropped everything I owned just about and ran away to costa rica and but I didn't run away, really. I ran to Costa Rica and
0: yeah. hello hello
2: and and there was there were but but there were adjustments you know it's costa rica and and uh We have a Walmart. It's up in San Jose, three and a half hours away. Um, You know, it's hard to believe there's anywhere left that's three and a half hours away from Walmart. But, um, (laughs) But you find that everything that you need is right here. You know, I mean, I got here and moved into the first place that I was staying, and literally, like, less than 10 feet away, there's papaya tree. I even took a picture, said... Of, of the papaya hanging on the tree he said, dear future breakfast, I'm looking forward to eating you. Yeah. And, um, uh, so eh, a little period of adjustment, you know, it's not like we've been doing this for millennia. Oh, wait, <laughs> right, wait, right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and, um, and, and so I, and looking at the things that have transpired in this year, I can only look at 2014 with the just, oh. oh, my goodness, you know, this is like Christmas morning on steroids, you know, mom yeah. and dad making you wait. No, you can't go in there yet. We're going to take pictures first. What? Get a, uh, presents, ah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and, uh, and things like, you know, let's go bomb Syria. We'll be just like the kids out in the in the yard on the block, you know, and and one of them stands up and okay let's play this game and we're going to do this this and this and all the other kids just look at you like you're crazy and you go oh okay what do you guys want to do I mean really it's just kind of like that they're just deflated and uh, so yeah I think uh, I think we we we're just barely beginning to see the edge and it's and it looks like massive but the 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 super is coming because people just know and 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 I think people are can feel that it's time and uh, you know the we the people have finally just stood up and said shenanigans we've had it up to here with the shenanigans yeah,
0: thank
2: you. i am
0: done with your shenanigans thank you very much <laughs> and, um,
2: and and uh, so it is it's it's a most awesome and vibrant time to be alive and uh, 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 it's been awesome to be down here and surrounded by all this awesome and life and vibrancy. And... Plus, I was sharing with my California friends, I've, I had my first earthquake here in Costa Rica. The, I thought the windows were going to come off the hinges and everything. It was fun. It was fun because it was short. Nothing really broke. But, boy, I thought it was going to.
3: Who, who, who would have thought an earth cake would be something to celebrate?
2: Right. <laughs> but he's and, so
3: excited about it.
2: And in Costa Rica, too. My
3: like, yeah. God, oh, this is just like home.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I, I actually, you know, speaking about change and and doing things differently and being done with the shenanigans, I it was a, a big reason why I ended up selling my house, you know, that I had a place in Los Angeles. And, you know, I too did the same thing that you did as I, I, you know, I quit a couple jobs, I sold everything, all but, you know, three suitcases and I left. Uh, And and I I did that in part too uh, to change the frequency, the energy of my money, of my resources, my time, my energy, my money, and where my resources were going, uh, because I felt like at the time, and you know, there's, there's nothing quote unquote wrong with it. You know, I'm not knocking the system because it's like anything. It has, you know, the banks, the government, everything has, you know, it, it's really uh, constructive points and then it's destructive points. There's just two sides of every coin. Right. So I, 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 I took my money out of I just felt like I was pumping my time, energy and my money into something that was just broken for me anyway. Um, and so that was a big reason why I changed was to step away and say, where do I want my resources to actually go? What do I prefer? Uh, you know, as I do make more money, where do I, what do I want to support? You know, I want to put my money where my mouth is, which I had been doing, you know, here and there, like I did, you know, five months of no corporate shopping where I just supported small local business and my money went to that and that five months, you know, it was supposed to be thirty days, turned into five months and then it had turned into something that was a lifestyle choice. Um and you know, I'm not saying that, you know, corporations are wrong or bad or anything. It's you know, there are some fantastic corporations out there. I just personally I like like big corporations, uh, you know, more that are more people focused, you know, more focused on the good of the whole. And that's, you know, I know that the shift, it's like I had wanted to make these changes for a really long time. I'd wanted to walk my talk. And when you're talking about, I, I feel like we're at a tipping point here, where many of us, it's just like, it's just, you know, you can see it in Marianne Williamson running for Congress. You can see it in all this, all this stuff that you're talking about. And I feel like many of us are just like, now's the time. I have to change right now. Uh, and it's just you just kind of, and it, there's a little part of it of being on autopilot, where something higher takes over your being, and you start to work from there. Uh, and I just, I see it in my life, I see it in my fr- in the lives of my friends, and I see it all around me. It's it's really exciting, it, and it does. There's an adjustment period, like you said, Rick. There is definitely an adjustment period, right? And it's something that it's not going to happen overnight. You know, I was looking around for places to put money, you know, to, well, what's an alternative to banking and not really finding yet a a solution that, you know, I feel is really, really aligned with my highest nature. And yet knowing right now that that's okay, you know, it's kind of like why the last commercial I did was for Chase. Um, at first, I, when I booked that, I thought, "Why Chase? Really?" Because you know, people are like, "Chase is the devil," you know. And I <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, people would say that to me, you know. And I, however, I did, people. I did, I, I did, right? I did an incredible amount of light work when I was employed by them. Uh, and you know, I literally, I would just, I would pray, and I would, you know, at the corporate, at, at the executive level. I would send light and clearing and positive energy. And in meditation, I was told, this is why you booked this. And then not only that, but Chase helped to fund the first part of my open heart tour that I'm on right now. So, you know, there, there's, there's everything. Everything can ha- be constructive when we look at it that way. When we look at the positive, there's always a positive. And I feel like we're at that tipping point where now it's, it's easier. Before we were, we were in, you know, a negative place where the negativity had more power and then we have a tipping point that's happened now at the end of this year and now during this year where we have a little more positive momentum than negative momentum it's little however it's there
3: so and and, and speeding up exponentially and and you touched on something that's <laughs> so important in that we can we can sit here and we can bitch and whine and chew about the banking system and the governments and the and the everything and and point out all their failings and all the things that need to change. You know those people over there need to change. Oh. Well, my solution <laughs> to that is become the change. Get into oh, yeah. the system. You know, I mean, okay, Marianne running for Congress. She's getting into the system. She's taking her knowledge, her wisdom, her inner light into the system. And if more and more people would do that, then the system will change from within. And there will be no room for anybody outside the system saying, look at what they're doing, because they will be us. And that's that. That's right.
0: There's That's nothing exactly right. there's
3: nothing left to wrestle to the ground. You know, I mean, we are privileged in our position of doing this show because we get to talk to people who have looked at the media and said, "Yeah, I'm not so fond of what they're doing, but rather than complain about it, they have become the media. Be the solution." And, and be the solution, yes, it always starts at home, it starts within, you know, it starts with looking in the mirror and seeing what within your own life you want to change. But once you've tapped into that, and once you've found your power, then don't, ah, this is going to sound so hypocritical, don't hide away on a mountaintop <laughs> and keep that power to yourself while well, I sit in my mountaintop home, um, but take it out and be part of society, be part of the solution, bring that knowledge, that wisdom into the education system, bring it into the healthcare system, bring it into the government, you know, become the social worker who's working with the people that need the help, and change the system from within. And then nothing has to fall Nothing has to crumble. Nothing has to be destroyed to make room for the new, out with the old, in with the new. No, it'll just be a smooth, seamless transition into conscious social living.
2: With ease and grace.
0: Yeah, we like that ease and grace.
2: Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Look at you sexiness, ease and (laughs) grace.
2: Right on, right on. (laughs) You know, I've
0: been... Oh, please, you've been...
2: Well, I'm, I mean, it, it's really easy. I, I, I don't mean to pick on myself and how I used to be, but, it, but it, frankly, it's really easy to stand around and point out what's wrong. Anybody can do that, Yeah. really, you know. Oh, but, oh I
3: was really good at it.
2: But to find <laughs> that same subject and, and look right through that smoke screen, that obscurity and go, yeah, but in here, there's these three things that are yes. just awesome. Yeah. And so let's talk about those three things. And, you know, I mentioned the depolarization of Washington before. It's really we're going to have to get back to, okay, what do we all agree on? And I don't care if it's just, you know, that, uh, you know, the onion soup in the uh, in the Senate dining room is good. We're going to have to find something and go, Okay, we can start there. And and it's kind of the, the shift that I've seen in myself of. Looking at stuff and seeing what's wrong, and instead looking at stuff and seeing what's right, and just yeah. almost not, almost not even noticing the what's wrong anymore, and, and 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 so pretty soon it just goes away, just fades away,
3: and it it, it goes to such a, a a to such strange places. You know, I noticed um, for the longest time I would avoid the news and I would not watch TV. Until I tapped into... Well, I used used to rather enjoy watching TV, but now I have a choice that when I do decide to watch it, I can watch it consciously because the people who are producing these shows, they produce what the people want. So if people would choose their entertainment wisely instead of running from the entertainment because the whole industry is messed up and they're all evil and they're you know they're promoting all the wrong stuff and they're melting our minds and they're they're just secret messages and their their stuff um you know don't support the, the shows that are actually shifting into a more conscious space and don't be afraid To stand on on the truth of your being, if you want to veg out in front of the TV, shout it loud and proud. Yeah, I watch TV, but this is what I watch. This is why I watch it. And the people who are producing these shows, when the listeners and the followers are, you know, there's more that are supporting the shows that are uplifting and encouraging, then they'll give you more of that. I believe that the news stations are the same, that when people support the news casters that are giving us good stories, positive stories, encouraging stories, then they'll give us more of it. So it's up to us to make a a choice as to what we're going to put our energy and our our money, essentially, like you said, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, from having been in the entertainment industry for a a long time, uh, there are amazing people in that industry. Uh, Just beings of light, wonderful, beautiful people that really, really want social change. Uh, I've met fantastic people. And it's kind of like you were were talking about in terms of, um, you know, leaders, in political office, it's like, I just, it's like you get the, I just work here syndrome and you, you kind of go along. You're, you're not supported by your colleagues and you want to pay your rent. You want to feed your family. So you, and you want to work. So you just go along with the program. However, what I've seen is that you're right. It's like, it, it literally, they're just trying to go with what the masses are asking for. And I know a lot of people are like, the second you bring them something positive, like really that, that, that really is a solution based, has a solution consciousness, you know, whether it be a show or a radio show, a TV show, anything like that, these people are down. They're down. It's just, you know, really bringing them something that they can stand behind.
3: People absolutely. want to change. Yeah. I, I tapped. I tapped into one of the most incredible um, examples in one of the strangest places I would have ever thought. But when X Factor first came out, it was all about. I mean, half of the show was about the auditions, where people were absolutely horrible, and there was, you know, all this this promotion of these poor people who really believed that they were good at what they were doing and then they were brought on and then they were made fun of and and the videos were passed around. And then there were these incredibly inspiring stories of these individuals who didn't know that they had this amazing talent. And because humans, I believe, essentially, at the core of their being, love to see somebody succeed at a dream, those videos went viral. And the producers tapped into that. And if you watch X Factor now compared to what it was when it first began, their mm. focus now is on the inspirational stories, the uplifting stories. Mm. Uh, and, and it goes right across the board to So You Think You Can Dance and all the other artistic, creative competition shows where they've switched, they've completely switched up their, their focus as far as what they're going to focus on.
2: Simon and Cowell has actually said nice things.
3: Yeah. What? Okay, he, that's he, how we all know.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Right. That's how we know. If,
2: if Simon <laughs> Cowell
0: can
3: change his spots, <laughs> just saying.
0: Just saying, um, we love you,
3: and,
1: Simon.
3: And it's, it's things like that that I've noticed in passing that has absolutely been an astounding revelation for me because I, I'm like, there it is. It's right in mainstream media. They are doing exactly what people want, providing this inspirational, you know, common vein in their productions. And I love that. I love bearing witness to this shift in big media where people, I don't think some people aren't even aware of it. Some people watching, they don't – it's such a gradual shift that, that they're being led into this space of of celebrating other people's success and away from laughing at people's failure and they're not even aware of it because it's just, it's just naturally happened. And I think that's why the shift has to be gradual so that it allows people to just smoothly transition in, into yeah. – a new awareness without their core belief structure being attacked and without them feeling like they are wrong or being judged. And that's vitally important because as soon as somebody feels like they're backed into a corner and somebody's pointing a finger at them saying, your judgment is wrong, then they're going to fight back and they're going to fight against the change. So this gradual shift is the best possible scenario
2: it really is I mean you go over to your friend's house your friend's kind of down and you can you know all right that's enough of you get up you're gonna smile you're gonna be happy and you're gonna like it usually not so successful (laughs) really I've found but if you sneak in a little joke here and there and 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 a little thing pretty soon you get a smile and then you get a little giggle and 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 you can get there, and 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 that's the kind of thing that I see, and 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 thank heavens, you know, because really you're gonna have that big of a shift, and you're gonna do it overnight. Well, that sounds a little ow. explosive. Yeah, how? <laughs> ow is a good way to. <laughs> <clears throat>
3: I, I think it would be very much akin to the worst hangover you ever had in your life. This is,
4: oh you know, God.
3: kind of yeah. this feeling that, that, that I'm thinking you would have. The next day, you'd just be lying in your bed going, what happened to me last night? Where am I?
2: What did I do? My, my My tongue is asleep and my teeth itch. My, my
3: brain's oozing out of
4: my ears. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> my
2: hair hurts. It's, you know. Exactly.
4: <laughs> <sighs> Too much fun.
2: So much fun. And and it should be. I mean, you know, I don't know how long Abraham, Esther and Jerry had to say it, you know, life's supposed to be fun. What? Life's supposed to be fun. What are you people doing? But, you know, and, um, uh, I think the fun is, uh, the fun is coming back. And,
0: uh, uh it's, it's in style. It's 2014. The fun that's thing. right.
2: Dig in your closet and get, find the fun. Cause it's coming <laughs> back.
0: Put that uh, fun on baby.
2: <laughs> and, uh, uh but yeah, I see it everywhere—from the corner to the street corner to the to the big news. It, it really how people—you got to work hard to miss it. You really do.
3: I'm telling you, growing up as a teenager, I never would see the day where it would be cool to care. But it is now. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's so nice to For be out of the who closet.
3: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah.
4: Right? Oh, it's like, yes. Yes. <sighs> yes. Everybody
2: out of the spiritual broom closet. Come on. Okay. Mm. Out. Come
4: on
0: out. Get out. Now. Come on.
2: Yes, yes. Indeed. Well, it's it, it, we're so, just about that
3: spot. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that. Exactly. Yeah. Thing. That's the okay. exact thing. That's that exactly thing.
2: Say.
3: Um, yeah. Thing. <laughs>
2: So, who are we going to listen to? We're going to have something bouncy flouncy. Uh, I mean, happy joyful. Um,
3: do, do Aquarius?
2: We do Aquarius?
3: Might be fitting. The dawning? Given the topic of the station. Oh, yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll do our updated version from our dear friend Jolene. Um Nothing wrong with the old version. Not saying that, but you know, this one's really cool, and uh, I enjoy it. And that's enough, because the rest of you people, you just go find your own enjoyment. Oh wait, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so last stage, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was that
4: was so your paradigm of me.
1: Excuse
0: me. <laughs> Hey, this
4: is here. Pardon me. <laughs>
2: <Oy>. <laughs> so, so this is going to be from our friend Jolene. It's J O E L E E N, and the website is joleneworld dot com. And uh, so, enjoy the song, but uh, but come back because there's there's more fun and, and hilarity to ensue. I'm certain of it. Uh, so. Or as certain as somebody could be.
4: Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: I don't know, Elohim. Every time I say something, you know, oh, I'm just certain. Elohim jumps like, up and uh, in back into my head, going, "Really? Really? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wrong no answer. Point.
4: Please, please try again."
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> we have some nice, we have some Sorry. nice parting
2: gifts. Johnny, tell them what they've won. Um, <laughs> So uh, everybody enjoy a little Aquarius, and um, uh, we'll be right back. So stay with us, folks. Welcome back, everybody. A little uh, Age of Aquarius. Fitting? Really? Wouldn't you say?
3: I would think so, given given the topic of conversation today. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: <sighs> Some dawning. It's good. And of course, we won't talk about the beautiful weather in California and Costa Rica, because it's cold in Canada. But
4: oh, it's bloody
3: cold up here right now. It's so cold. <laughs> I drew a map of Canada. I, oh, Canada. <laughs> I hear there's snow in Ontario, though. So, you know, I can't complain, really, because I'm not in Ontario anymore.
2: <laughs> See there.
3: Where I used to live, it's snowing.
2: I have a white Halloween. It just doesn't seem what... White
3: Christmas. It's uh, so a Christmas thing. No, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. But keep
2: we telling we're telling them keep it. We've been talking about all this synchronicity and and, and uh stuff and uh and here comes Molly apparently gonna punctuate that with some growling. I don't know what that's all about. Um, and um uh, and some of these synchronistic journeys and and, and like having your dream house fall on your lap. Well, actually, it didn't fall in your lap. It's good because the big house is heavy. And that wouldn't have been fun. But, <laughs> yeah. but the, the the keys to your dream house falling in your lap. We can we can, there we go. We can have that.
3: So who wants to start? Because I mean, we all have um, yeah, we these all incredible have stories. stories. But, uh, so let's start with our guest because she is our guest, and um, ladies yeah. first. And everybody knows I'm so not a lady. Um, <laughs> 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 What makes you think I am?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Where did that come from? Ease and grace, ease and grace.
3: China, you you um you stumbled recently onto your home. I love that word, home. Love it when we get to go home.
0: Long time home. Yes, I. uh, I've been expanding my consciousness in terms of what I believe I am worthy of, what I believe I deserve. Uh, and I found, I, I said, I don't know where I'm going to live come November 1st, you know, because I'm renting these like vacation rentals month to month, blah, blah, blah. And, and I've been staying in a nice place. However, you know, it's, it's a, it's a smaller place and, um, there are a few things that I would prefer, uh, and, um, I just, I let it go to the universe. You know, I, I, I definitely said, stated what I preferred, what I wanted. And, uh, then I, I, you know, I did the magical letting go and trusting. And, uh, I heard this voice that said, you know, that said, look online and go on a certain website right now. And so I went on and there was this beautiful Victorian house and I, and I saw the price. I thought that's gotta be a mistake like it's got to be just one room that they're talking about because it's a four-bedroom house to bed and breakfast and and i said that's got to be a mistake it's ashland oregon and you know i don't know if you know about ashland it's a beautiful little town it, you know it costs to live here because it's like this conscious town with organic food and mostly people come here to vacation that's what they do and um i came here for my honeymoon so i called the lady up you know And I come over and I look at the house and the first moment I see it, I'm like, you know, it's like got these beautiful trees out. (laughs) you know, It's turning fall and there's like beautiful wind and it's all, you know, warm and and the leaves are like flying in the air. And it's this big, beautiful yellow house with this amazing energy. And I I come in and and owner Tracy opens the door and, you know, immediately she we, we there's a connection there. And I asked her just straight up, I, I look around the house, she, she gives me the tour, and I'm just like, it's this beautiful Victorian built in 19, uh, 1896 uh, by Colonel Silby who fought in the Civil War for my rights. And um, he, he, he lived there with his wife, Helen, and he wrote her these letters, these love letters and these letters, and Tracy bought the letters, so I, I'm really excited to read the letters. Um, and apparently the letters show like what an amazing person he was. And so this house looks like it is something that would be found in some kind of, you know, like house and home and garden. It's just straight out of a magazine. It's just impeccably furnished, uh, you know, and uh, each, there's, like I said, there's four bedrooms and each bedroom has its own, tub, like, bathroom with the clawfoot tub. So it's like, you know, each one has, it's, it's good for a guest, which is really what I wanted from the universe. I, you know, I said after my honeymoon, what I really want is I really want places where my friends can come and stay, you know, so I could be anywhere in the world and I could say, Hey, I've got a house come, come on through, you know? So, um, I talked to Tracy, I said, Tracy, like, what's up with, she said the price. I said, yeah, she said, well, it's, it's the dates are off, you know, cause it starts, the rental starts on November 4th. However, she has an extra room. She said, "I can stay there, for, you know, for free. It's fine." And um, <laughs> you know, in the meantime, for the couple of days. And she said to me, "She said, you know, it's really funny, but people come through and they think something's wrong. They think it's too good to be true. They uh, they can't accept the abundance that is being offered by the house."
3: And I. Oh. I, I
0: yeah, she says this to me. She said, it's fascinating to watch, actually. And it's, I said to her, you know, that's interesting, Tracy, because I've been working on expanding my consciousness into what I deserve. And I said, this is aligned with what I deserve. Uh, you know, and she said, well, great. We were both just looking at each other like, well, we're on the same page. Then fantastic. So it's, it's literally a kind of a thing of you've got to be on the frequency and vibrating energetically with this abundance and if people aren't they literally can't accept it so I uh you know I've had my friends come stay and we're gonna move in and that's my story it's I wanted to be closer to town it's uh I like to be I have no car right now which is the first I haven't been without a car since I was 19 you know when I was in LA the last month I was in LA I drove 2,000 miles and I just decided I don't want a car for a while I just don't want to drive And so, uh, but I like organic fruits and vegetables. I like juice, healthy food. This is two blocks from the co-op, the farmer's co-op. So all the organic fruits and vegetables are locally grown. They have a juice bar. You know, where I'm at right now, is it's close. It's not as close as where I'm moving to. So everything, you know, it's just I keep moving up in consciousness and and expanding and expanding and accepting more and greater and, you know. Until I take over
4: the
3: world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Top of the world, ma.
3: What are we doing tonight, Pinky? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. Oh. Uh, Such an awesome That's story. amazing. Uh, Ashland, Oregon, huh? Yes. Yeah. We have friends there. We just recently had a lovely lady from Ashland on. Uh, author uh Donna Donna Corso and she wasn't planning to go to I- Ashland Oregon but she had decided she was done living where she was living so she got in the car and just wandered about and she pulled into Ashland Oregon and she said oh this looks nice yeah I think we'll stay here and um well one thing led to another and now she's an author and she you know had a group of friends that she was having coffee and tea with from time to time and one of them grabbed her one day and said okay I have a job for you, and uh, it's an interesting job. Do we do the job, Jane? Do we?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it could, because it was such an interesting journey that got her to the job. You have to think she got in a car, she drove, she didn't know where she was going, where she was going to end up. She didn't even essentially know why. Um, and the next thing she knows, she's standing in the home of Neil Donald Walsh and oh, has been hired God. on to be his personal assistant.
0: Oh, good lord. Oh my! Okay, you guys. I literally, when I when I read Conversations <laughs> with God in 1998, I read the book and I said to myself, "I want to live in Ashland at some point in my life." I didn't know I was going to end up here for my honeymoon. I was in Grants Pass. It was just like that lady said: you just drove and you ended up there, and then the universe put me in Ashland. And it's so interesting that you mentioned Neil Donald Walsh because I, I literally, I wanted to experience living here because his story of how he was homeless in Lithia Park, you know, and living in Lithia Park, and homeless, broke, and then ended up writing Conversations with God and is now a multimillionaire still living here in Ashland. I just literally wanted to be around that energy and walk the same streets as one of my favorite authors. Okay, I just had to I had to inter- interject and say that.
2: Yeah, please <laughs> just... Jane had a shout-out to Rick Neil Donald Wallace in the first book, you know? Yeah, yeah. I,
3: I did. Absolutely. Had to. Um,
2: had
3: to. It's one of the and, few... Uh, it, and, and why what I do now is so interesting? People, when they read my work, they think I must have been exposed to this, this massive background, and, and I must have done so much reading with regards to channels and spirituality and, and all that stuff. Uh, but the truth of it is, I've only ever read two books that are on the must-read list of most quote-unquote lightworkers. And um, one of them happened to be Conversations with God. Oh, and God. Uh, the other one was The Celestine Prophecy. And mm-hmm. both readings were so far apart in years. Um, I was given The Celestine Prophecy, I think, in, in almost the first year of my marriage. And didn't quite understand the significance or the importance of that book. And then years later, when I was writing my own version, literally of the Celestine Prophecy, without even clueing into that's what it was, I was writing my own journey down in this novel called Truth. And I was given Neil Donald Walsh's conversations with God, and. I, so I had to give him a shout because I was like, ah, yeah, that's an aha moment right there. Uh, it's kind of, you know, I've gone full circle.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, Donna had, while she was there in Ashland, you know, she had to go back to Denver, I think it was, she had to go back to where she was living and get her stuff and all that kind of thing. And so she told the lady in the metaphysical bookstore, uh, you know, well, if you hear of anybody that's got a room for rent or anything and and uh, she got back to denver and she gets a phone call and it's not the lady that runs the metaphysical bookstore it was a lady that was in the bookstore looking for books and happened to overhear it and and said <laughs> by the way i i have a room for rent and donna was like all right on my way and um uh and then you know through those through that lady and the lady at the metaphysical bookstore she got in some you know little coffee group thing or a group of ladies that get together and, and and met and got to know Neil's personal assistant who then just called her one day and said listen can you be at Neil's house in 15 minutes and uh <laughs> surprise and and she just said okay and she got yeah. got went up to Neil's house and the lady sat her down and said, "Listen, I'm leaving, and Neil needs a new personal assistant, and you're it. Oh, God! You know, like tag, you're it, and yeah. um, uh, so those those sorts of things happen, and, and uh, I guess Definitely. I guess I can, I guess I'll go next." We'll go, uh, girl, boy, girl.
3: Well, speak tag, you're it. it ties nicely. It ties nicely in with your story because here's this woman floating through this bookstore and it's not even, you know, the lady that she asked, um, right. to keep an eye out for, her, but somebody who just happened to be there who overheard. And your story is very similar.
2: I was exactly where I was going with that. And, um, uh, so that's why it's fun. You get us three together, we're all on the same page and finish each other's sentences and stuff. <laughs>
4: um,
2: but yeah, it was because I, I got down here. Um, you know, I came to the mango tree because that's where we had come on our uh, week-long everyday connection on the road. And, uh, and and so it was literally like the only place I knew, you know. And uh, so I got there and, and um, you know, various things were going on. She had the place listed for sale, and was just all kinds of things going on. And it just didn't. It, it for as right and as home as it felt in March, it just wasn't. It wasn't feeling right. And so I'm drifting around trying to figure out what's going on and where's where and what's what. And and uh, I ran into one of our past EC family members, uh, Jamison Schultz, uh, by chance at a food festival thing that I went to with somebody else that wanted me to do real estate work that I don't want to do and um, um, I, you know I said look I, I got to sit down my my legs are going to give out I got to sit down and so we went out back to sit down and he smoked as well as I oh, dreaded but you know so we went outside and we were looking for a place we can sit to do that and this young lady said well you can sit here and, and, and smoke's fine sit right here and then her her date, her beau came back from the bathroom and it was Jameson Schultz that we'd had on the show and, and you know like he introduced himself to the guy that I was with and I said Jameson, you do mean Jameson Schultz and he, he said yeah looking at me kind of funny and I said Rico Shields. He got up, <laughs> gave me a big hug, you know, kissed <laughs> me on the top of my head and um, said, you've got to come see us. And so, uh, you know, I know you're looking for a place. After we talked, he said, you've got to come see us. We're at this place, Eco Lodge. and So I did. I went to see him, and it, it wasn't ringing any bells for me as a place to stay, um, partly because you had to drive up a practically vertical road to get there. But um, <laughs> while I was up there, I said, you know, well, I'm going to go, since I'm this close, I'm going to go on down to Uvita and see what's going on there. And he said, oh, you've got to go see Bob. And I said, what? you got to go see Bob. He's got a sandwich place down there. And, um, I'm like, okay. So I go to Uvita and I'm kind of doodling around a little bit. And lo and behold, there's Claudia and Jameson again. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> and I said, actually, I was thinking about lunch and this, you know, sandwich thing. And, um, he goes, yeah, it's just right there about a half a block. And, uh, so I went and I, and I met Bob and, um, and it wasn't that trip, I don't believe, although we talked quite a bit that trip uh, I think it was the next trip uh, you know i I was talking to one of the other lunch patrons and uh and told them that I was driving around trying to see what's what and looking at some houses that I'd seen online and and stuffs and and uh finished my sandwich and bob Bob walked over and he said did I, you're looking for a house? I've got your house. He didn't say, I know where there's a house or uh, hmm. there's something you should look at. He said, I've got your house. And uh, so we kind of talk about it and stuff. And, and, and finally he says, well, I can tell you how to get there. You can't get in, but you can go see the house. And I'm like, okay, good. Uh, and so he gives me directions so just go up the road towards Domenical, and you see the sign for Hotel Cunadel Hell. Turn in there, and there's a fork in the road. Take the one to the left, and it's right there. And I'm pulling up, and the back of the house has apparently been, like, re-concreted or something. Um, so anyway, from the back, it looks like a concrete pillbox. It looks like some kind of, I don't know, like, really, like there ought to be a guy with a machine gun inside or something. It's just a concrete box. <laughs> And um, and I'm thinking, "Oh boy, I'm, I've driven into it here." And, uh, but I pull up and, and uh, get out of my car, and I walk around what is the front of the house, that you know, is the back from the street, but it's the front of the house. And there is this mural, and it's, it's on my Facebook wall people just Rico Shields. I'm the okay. only one on Facebook. There's this gigantic mural of Pegasus rising up through the clouds, flying. There's a, like a half-circle rainbow. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous mural of Pegasus. And I mean, I literally, I came around the house and I went, oh my God, that's like Pegasus. Of course it is, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, 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 and I did. I tried to, I, I almost kind of tried to re- resist it. I kept saying, well, I've got this one other place I want to go look at. And I wanna do it. And, and I finally just let go and I moved in and um, uh, then I, I don't know it was a week uh, within two weeks of moving in I'm there eating lunch and, and I was chatting with somebody and they got up they were done they got up and left Bob comes over and sits down in their seat and says listen we got to get you out of this rental car you're, you're, you're just you're throwing that's too much money we got to get you out of this rental car I'm going to I'm going to work on that and then gets up and walks back into the kitchen and I'm like, <laughs> what was that? And I thought, well, I it's Bob. He's kind of crazy. And, um, and sure enough, a couple, three more days, I go back in there and Bob says, I got your, I, I got your car. It's going to be here in about four days. So just hang loose. Don't do anything. And, uh, cause I had, I'd been looking at geo trackers and, you know, all kind of stuff. And, um. And I come walking in there one day, and he says, Oh, cars, here, come here. And he shows me this Land Cruiser. And, I mean, the paint's perfect. The interior looks like it's new. Um, It's a 1986 car. And, I mean, right down to all the little stickers inside that tell you how to shift the gears and stuff. Just perfect. And, um, And to this day, people, locals, Will stop me and go, man. That's a car, and uh, and if it's we chat for just a minute, they ask me what I paid for it. I tell them. They go, no, that's impossible. (laughs) That's you. That what? How'd you? Where? (laughs) Because now they want to go get one, and uh, (laughs) but there but there aren't any left, and um, uh, and you know enough that I'm staying here in the Pegasus house. This truck was given a name by the previous owner, Quicksilver. So within a month, less than a month of, of being here in Costa Rica, I am in this Pegasus house, which is right next door to an A-list, what turns out to be an A-list retreat spot. Our, uh, your friend and mine, Mel Gibson was there weekend before last. Um, And I have this trusty steed that is just, she is a tough girl. She'll go up and down any mountain hill, anything, anywhere you want to go, named Quicksilver. And um, and the hotel where you turn in, the sign that I tell everybody, you know, or people ask, locals ask, where do you live? I say Cuna del Angel, and they go, oh, okay. Cuna del Angel means angel's cradle.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: So... It, it, it it's almost to the point where if I wrote it all down, I'd have to be like Gene and call it fiction because people might not quite believe that right. string of synchronicities that, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it, less than a month previous I'd been in <laughs> Houston and people were asking me, where are you going to live? I don't where, know. What are you
1: going to do? What, 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 what are
2: you, you going to drive? How are you going to get around? Yeah. I don't know. I you don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> and, 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 it, and, you know, I'm sure there's people that watch my Facebook and all that that think that, you know, oh yeah, this cat's living the dream. He's got the bucks, man, to do that. I can't right. do that. I don't have any bucks, people, really. I have, Well, I have a few, but very few. And yeah. and But being in I don't know and being willing to, you know, follow the crazy, almost seven-foot-tall, bald guy named Bob that says, I got your house... Um, let all of this happen allowed all of this to happen had I you know set out to you know okay well here's my criteria and I'm gonna put that into the computer and I'm gonna search for this I'm gonna ain't no way there's just ain't no way you know and um, you you know I'm living on this point I'm a hundred yards from the Pacific Ocean um, a troop of monkeys that come by, a whole troop of capuchin monkeys that come by every morning, about five thirty for coffee, and uh, uh, they're usually—they were actually quite peaceful this morning. Yesterday morning, they were having some fights over there. The alpha female was; some people were trying to eat out of order or something. You know, it's fun, and uh, and I mean, it does. It just—it literally, just to sit here and say all of that in one go on the radio it's like i don't believe it i have to go like keep turning around looking at pegasus going oh yeah and um and how long had i been here gene before jordan came to the phoenix nest a month not, two months
3: not that month? long not, yeah, not too a long months.
2: and um not that long. i had put pictures and stuff and but anyway jordan was there and so we turned on the video skype which sometimes works from costa rica and So I'm walking Gene and Jordan around the place, and I go, uh, oh, yeah, and over the entrance to the living room, which is outside the patio, um, there's this old, weathered, washed up, on the beach, paddle. So even if you find yourself up a creek, there's a paddle. It's right there. It's on the wall. (laughs) No problem. We're ready. I got (laughs) you. Provided. And, um... Oh, goodness. And and so it just really, you know, but it started with the the willingness to let go of everything I had. Oh. Um, we don't mean to be repetitive and we don't plan these things, but I cut down to three suitcases. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was going to ask you if you've unpacked all your suitcases because it turns out that I, I continually have one suitcase worth that I don't seem to unpack. So probably i just leave that here, Costa Rica, let somebody else have it. But um, the stuffs, you know, pass it around to people or something. And then, then I can be two suitcases, a backpack, and a dog. Uh, because Molly, of course, is here. Jungle pup.
3: Funny thing about stuff, though, is um, once you let it go and you get yourself into a position of of not needing all that stuff, if you then... Like China, go from little tiny basement apartment to big house. All of a sudden, any stuff you need to go with the big house is provided.
2: Yeah. And
3: and so, you know, that's one of the things that I guess my story will provide confirmation for because we certainly didn't have enough stuff to fill this spacious home that we now live in, yet... It, the stuff hasn't co- it hasn't quit coming, and so we're able now to take our excess stuff and gift it to people who might need it, and that's a really cool space to be in. So don't be afraid of letting go okay.
0: of yeah. stuff because let it go, let it go, let it yeah. go, let it all let go. It go, let it yeah. all go, all of it, all of it. let it go.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Let's yeah. drive into just just one, and then we, because I want to get to your story, and because I want to hear about doors and trucks and things, too, but <laughs> I was driving, I was driving Quicksilver mm-hmm. down to, from Uvita down to Dominical, and um, and I'm about, I, I live about halfway, so I, there's this little girl, remind me of my daughter, there's this little girl on the side of the road with her thumb out, and I'm like, oh, no, so I stop, pick her up, and uh, drive her on to Dominical, and and uh, so we get there, and I park the car because I'm going to the supermarket in Dominical anyway. And before she gets out, she says, do you want me to roll up the window and lock the door? And and I said, oh, no, if 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 somebody needs something inside this truck enough that they're going to steal it, then they obviously need it more than me, and they should have it. And it was one of those times, you know, where what, it finishes coming out your mouth, and then you stop and you go, whoa, did I say that? Where What? Did it? What and um and I do, I go everywhere and leave the windows down, leave the you know, yeah. Nobody's done anything but admire it. So I guess nobody needed the stuff more than me. Not a lot of stuff in it, but some stuff. And it's a nice truck too.
3: Crazy tales of the synchronistic kind.
1: Yay! <laughs>
3: So, so both of you tell stories of it, this kind of seemingly instant um manifestation, which is certainly a sign of the times that we're living in. It, it it is speeding up rapidly. And once we kind of fall into alignment with with who we are and what our desire is, it's it's really quite honestly instantly provided. Like, boom, there it is.
1: Surprise.
3: Uh, but 2009, maybe not so much. And so my journey to find my dream home actually began in 2009 when this crazy cat that I am had left her job, left her everything, and just gotten on a plane and gone to the Philippines to write her first book because that's the same thing to do. And I'm sure my family totally understood. But <laughs> when I got back, I realized that could no longer live the life that I I had been living before. And that meant everything that was out of alignment with what I wanted to do with my life had to go, including the man that I was living with at the time and my my house. The Two kind of came together. So um, I moved in with a friend whose name happens to be um, Celine and actually means heaven. And ended up in heaven's home so I went home to heaven how interesting is that and while I was there wrote my second novel but the, the fascinating part of the beginning of the journey is that in moving my stuff out of my old place, she enlisted the help of her cousin who was living in her basement also who had gone home temporarily to heaven and um, his name was Pascal and so we met for, for a It was the second time, but it was the first time we'd ever had a real conversation on the night that I was moving out of my old life. He literally helped me move out of my old life. He carried my furniture and my boxes to this new home that I was going to live in. So, you know, a year after that, I've taken the journey. I've written the second book. I've gone down this really crazy, dark path. I've, you know, been wrestling with this, giving away so much of myself that I forgot to take care of myself. I got super sick. My relationship, which was founded in the now with this man, was still in existence. And it was so easy yet so complicated because I was living in Toronto, Ontario, and he had moved back to Quebec, um, close to Montreal. We both had kids. His was incredible. Quebec, mine was in Ontario. I mean, it just didn't seem that there would ever be a day when I could just pick up my life and move to Quebec to be with this person. And this person certainly wasn't going to live, leave his daughter so he could come be with me. Uh, yet, for whatever reason, we continued to have this really beautiful, open, honest friendship. And we built upon that. And it was really centered in the moment. It was whatever. Whenever we're together, we're together. And whatever we're not able to be together, that's okay. And so there was no focus on. But there came a point where I got so sick that I could no longer be a waitress. And I think that was kind of the universe's way of telling me, you're done with this. You really need to let it go. (laughs) Because I was really wrestling to hold on to that job that provided me with the income because I was afraid to, to let go of everything. And so my body finally said enough of that. And I got to the point where I couldn't provide for myself. And he just simply said one day, okay, you know what? Just come to Quebec. And there was this terrifying moment of, I can't leave my daughter. I can't ask my daughter to leave her dad. I can't, there was, there was a whole bunch of, I can't, I won't. I, but I was no longer in a position to wrestle with the universe because I had lost that was it. I had to just give up and say, screw it. Um, this is my only option. I'm going to take it. So that was a, a seriously powerful life lesson in that having a conversation with my daughter about this move. And, and when I finally found the courage to talk to her about it, she made the incredibly, I, I don't even know how to explain that moment where she made the choice. I'm going to go live with you in this new province, which meant she had to leave her friends, she had to leave most of her family, she had to leave her school. She she essentially left everything that she had known for years and she made this decision at the age of twelve or thirteen and, and she just up and decided, I'm I'm going with you, mom, I'm gonna live with you full time and we're gonna we're gonna do this together. So we go and I don't have an income. I'm on welfare she's in a new school. Uh, My love, who I'm now living with, we're in this tiny little two-bedroom apartment. He has his daughter on weekends. We have my daughter. They're sharing a room. Uh, His daughter only speaks French. My daughter only speaks English. There's communication issues, yet these two little girls are sharing this room, and somehow we're managing to make it work. I'm doing the radio show from this little tiny apartment. We've got these really noisy neighbors and and crazy amount of interruptions and just, um, you know, we're using food banks to feed us. And yet construction was, was making my love sick. It was damaging his body. And it came to the point where he decided, okay, enough's enough. So I had hung on to a few things. I still had my car um, and we decided, okay, you know what? We're going to sell the car. And he decided he was going back to school. So now we're making, you know, we're living off even less because now we're living off his student loans and my welfare. So thank goodness for food banks and for good friends and family. But we managed to make it through and to somehow find appreciation and joy in those little moments where we were able to just take a breath and, you know, sit in front of the TV as a family and play video games because the kids don't need to be able to communicate to play video games together. You can still, you know, beat each other up on the Xbox without without talking. Uh, So we had those moments where we could actually appreciate where we were. And even though there was this huge amount of struggle, we still had this great faith that there was something more coming. And for About three months, we had decided after he finished school, he got a job as a trucker, we started looking at bigger apartments because we knew we needed a bigger place to live. And we didn't quite know where we wanted to live or how we wanted to live, but we knew we would find it when we found it. And we applied for a couple of places and none of them would accept us. And we had this wrestling match with what are we going to do. Now, when I first came to Quebec and I met, Pascal's family, which was a, a really super scary experience because they're not too fond of English people and I'm, I don't speak a word of French. Um, but we were driving up to his grandparents' house and as soon as we turned in the drive, I looked at the house and went, oh my goodness, that's it. That's, that's where I want to live. And in thinking that to myself, I'm thinking 10 years from now, I mean, certainly I didn't envision a scenario where for whatever reason they would give up their home within a year. But it was very shortly after that, that a series of events occurred where grandma and grandpa were no longer able to maintain the home. And so we had put it to them that we could come and stay in the house and take care of it and help take care of them. That was not viable for them. So then they decided they were going to sell it and nobody would buy it. And we had offered to rent to own it or to try and purchase it, but they didn't. For whatever reason they didn't want us to do that either so we finally got to the point where we had been looking for this place to live and we had this vision and we knew what we wanted it none of it was working and none of it was was coming to being and so we both finally just sat down and decided together we're just going to let it go and we let it all go like you said both of you we let it go we let the idea go we let the vision go we let everything go and we just took a step back and said, whatever happens is going to happen. And when we are where we're meant to be, we'll know it. And it wasn't a week after that that we got a phone call from his grandparents who said, okay, you know what? (laughs) We are ready to move out of the home. We are ready for you to take it. Can you be here in two weeks? And so this house that I had seen and, and my heart just went, Ah, oh, like I, I saw the home and my heart just burst open when I first saw it, And I had believed that maybe 10 years from now I could own or, you know, be in a position where we could possibly purchase this per- property from his grandparents when they were ready to retire from it, it was gifted to us a, a week after we stopped looking for our next step. And the next thing I knew, here I am. And it, it was just this magical moment of where I could step into this house and, and know that this was it. I didn't have to be the wandering gypsy anymore. Yes, I can still travel. Yes, I can still see the world. Yes, I can still talk to and explore the amazing people that live in it. But I would always have a home base. And it's a home base that suits me. It's like the universe has taken little snippets and pictures of everything in my journeys and through this incredible life that I've lived, little pictures of every moment that I've seen something and gone, oh, that's awesome, and put it all into this amazing property that I live on. It's, you know, little things, like I found out six months after we moved in that the entire house is recycled. And I really wanted to live as sustainable a life as I could in each moment. And I know that sometimes it's a real struggle in today's world to do that because the transition can be very daunting and, and expensive to, to switch over from being on the grid to off the grid. Yet here we were with this house that even some of the nails that had been used had been straightened out by grandpa and, and reused from these two other homes that they had put together into this one home. And so it's, it's it, for me, it's all about that letting go because we had so many reasons why we shouldn't have done this, to be quite honest. He, his job wasn't making enough. It wasn't like I can work, quote unquote, in this area because I don't speak French um, I don't. I didn't have an income of any kind at the time, and you know I don't know the area. I wouldn't know where to find a food bank here. I didn't know where to get assistance. I, you know it, there was just a, this so much, so many reasons not to. Yet we viewed it instead of something that was scary and something that we couldn't accomplish. We viewed it as this gift. And so shortly after we moved in, that horrible thing that that happens so many times when your big dream has come true and then it comes crashing down. Um, My husband lost his job, but it was in a really interesting way where his employer had been treating him really poorly and he finally, you know, I'd been getting too many phone calls of I can't take this anymore and I finally told him just come home. And he said, how how can I just come home? What are we going to do? You don't have an income. I won't have an income. You know, we'll have no way to support ourselves. Yet, in passing, he ran into somebody else who, who mentioned a name that he followed up and is now working in a job where he makes great money. He's able to provide for all of us. And when I say all, that's the best part of the story that just recently happened, um, which I'm going to tell in a minute, and how all of this comes together at the end, which we never envisioned in the beginning. but. So now he's making this great wage. He's being supported by the company he works for. He's being told repeatedly by his boss that he's doing a great job and that he's appreciated. So he's in a really positive space. And two weeks ago, his daughter, who was doing the same thing my daughter had years ago been doing, which was living with one parent for a little bit of time and the other parent for a little bit of time, made the decision to come live with us. So in this journey of taking each day in just whatever today brings and knowing in our hearts, ultimately what we would like to see at the end of it, but knowing that, that forcing it wasn't going to make it happen. Yes, of course. I think both of us wanted, we wanted to have our kids, kids full time. We wanted to be a family and we wanted to have our dream home, but we weren't working on it. We weren't, fighting for it we didn't we didn't go out house shopping we didn't you know save up and and get a down payment and do all the right stuff that you're supposed to do it just it happened over the course of of our three years together it just all fell into place and so now i have my dream home I have a studio, which is absolutely awesome because it used to be a greenhouse, so it's like all windows, which is so cool. We both have our kids living with us full time, and he has a fantastic job that can continue to support me and our family while I am working on launching myself as an author. (sighs) (laughs)
0: I'm like, I'm rendered speechless.
3: (laughs) Oh, and the truck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I almost (laughs) forgot about the truck. This is because there always has to be a a little extra coolness, the coolness. I'm really crazy. Sorry. And I know we've gone a bit over time, so we should apologize to our listeners, but not really, because this is really. really good stuff and stuff that people need to hear. Um, A few years ago, my daughter fell in love with the F-150, and she had told me that's the first truck I've ever going to own. Tuck that in the back of her mind. Now, keeping in mind, my daughter only turned 16 this year. Okay? So she's just now learning how to drive. Uh, About three months ago my husband and I had been talking about turning. We have this amazing garage that's attached to the property and it has this beautiful upper mezzanine level and we were talking about turning it into a big studio and artist retreat center and we're seriously talking about getting prepared to do that build and, and, and focusing our attention on doing that. So, but in the process of, of living here out in the middle of the, the country, we quickly realized we need a truck. We can't just have a car. We need a truck. You can't live out here and not have a truck. So we went truck shopping. And we're driving through town after town after town. And we end up in this town called Granby. And he keeps driving past all these dealerships. And he's like, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And he keeps saying, "Nah." wrong kind of cars. wrong kind, too expensive, too expensive. And I'm just shaking my head going, oh, my God, we're never going to find anything this way. And it was one of those boulevards where you have the the median in between, so you can't just hop over from side to side. So we went down the length of the full boulevard, and he had passed by every single (laughs) dealership on the way there. (laughs) And then he pulls in to turn around because we're going to go – down the other side of the boulevard in the hopes of finding a place where we can find this truck. We turn into this dealership to turn around, and as we're going past the drive, because it's a circular drive, you drive around the dealership, and then you drive back out and go the other way, there's the truck. And it's a red F-150. Red's my color. It's the perfect price. And we're thinking... You can't get any better than that. It's perfect. So we swing a deal with the guy. But the only thing that was wrong, quote unquote, with the truck is that the box of it was full of junk. Whoever had owned it before had done a teardown of another building, another house, and a lot of the junk was in the back of the truck. So we we actually managed to get the guy to knock off i think it was 200 bucks or 100 bucks from the price of the truck which was already absolutely more than reasonable and to knock 100 bucks off the price if we could have what was in the back cuz we're going through the back the junk in the back of the truck and there are doors in there that are a perfect match for the shutters that are on the outside of the building that we're going to be turning into the studio. And the doors for our build are actually right there in the back of the truck. And we got paid $100 to take them away. And the first car my daughter ever drove, the first vehicle my daughter ever drove, because it was my love who took her out on her first driving lesson, was an F-150.
2: How are we ever going to find doors to match these shutters on this recycled <laughs> house? Oh, how is
0: this going to happen? How George, are we going to
2: do this? Here, look. I'll, I'll knock a hundred bucks off the truck. Y'all just take this trash and to, to the dump. I'll get rid of this for me. And yeah, okay, we'll handle that. Because George does right, that kind of thing. Here's your doors, and here's a hundred bucks bonus on top.
3: How is the fourteen year old going to get her an F one fifty as her first vehicle? <laughs> That's how.
1: <laughs>
3: now that she's happens. 16, learn how to drive and that's the trip. Isn't life fun? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Whee!
2: Yeah, and we, we you know, yep. we have to post pictures on Facebook and stuff just so people can wrap their brains around it. Because I have friends that still can't wrap their brains around what I'm doing, and I'm here doing it, sending them pictures. Yeah. And they're like, they, they still can't quite, you know. But it, it it, that letting go thing, I mean, there really is something to, you know, gosh, you've got all this stuff you want, you've put it in escrow, it's there. But, you know, you can't get new stuff. Your hands are full. Your arms are full. Yes, you're, oh you're,
0: God, bless it. Yes.
2: You you can't carry anything else. You're overloaded, and and you know, we love you, so we're not going to overload you. But then you finally just jump, drop all that stuff, and um, uh, and it was it was very tough for me. I've always had trouble letting go of stuff, and uh, so I finally did it, like the eagle learning to fly. You know, I just closed my eyes and I let go of everything and uh, had these two hey. loving angels that cleaned it up for me after I was down here. And, uh,
3: and, and one, of the most, one of the most entertaining parts about the whole, the whole journey for me has been Rick and I so often talk on the show about, you know, the road to your tomorrow is, is never a straight, a straight line. It's always a winding path. There's a lot of twists and turns in it. And interestingly enough, um, our house is on Bador, uh, Shemen Bador, and Bador means literally winding path. Oh. So, Amy.
2: She lives at number 10, Winding Road.
0: Well, I'm moving into uh, the Victorian is 111. <laughs> 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 and the hits just keep
3: on coming. <laughs> but on, on, it- I'm dying! Oh my god! Oh, China, I love you. I love you. You <laughs> had to save that one for the end, eh? Right. <sighs>
2: we're actually we're actually right so at awesome. ninety minutes. We we're we're not overtime. We're not anything except no also, kidding. Yeah.
3: What
2: you? It Feels that way, maybe, but you know, time's flexible a little bit, and
3: uh, the the bump came at ninety minutes. Imagine that. <laughs> That's it.
2: <laughs> and um
3: and that folks is how you live synchronistically. Exactly. <laughs>
4: if you have any
3: more questions, you can contact China at Exactly, right.
2: <laughs> I mean really, it, it it is because it 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 just everything just, you know, falls right together. So, I'm telling you right now if you're listening to this and it seems like things are falling apart, it's, they're not they're falling let together
0: them, let them fall apart because they're actually coming together absolutely absolutely
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: so we do want to cover how folks can find you China and and uh, keep track of this open heart tour that you're going to that's the best kind of tour I could think of open heart tour
4: All I can do is deep breathe. I mean, I just <laughs> is
2: there anything wrong with that? Either it, it, you know, it is. It's almost too much to take in sometimes. It really is, yeah. and um, and you know that I, I I can't count how many times I heard Abraham say, you know, when 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 you finally start allowing and the stuff starts coming in, you're going to be like, where's it all? Where's all this, this stuff been? Where was it? It just keeps coming. Because it does, it just keeps coming, and um, so when you find that that funky little synchronicity and your and your spidey sense tingles your 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 heart jumps <laughs> your your tummy butterflies pull that thread, man. it may only look like a tiny thread, but there's a gigantic yeah. there's a gigantic lifeline on the other end of that thread.
0: make that phone call drive walk down that alley. Listen. Pay attention, and and just do it immediately.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, because once you get a little of it, then you just you you just know that you can trust it. It's 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 only that first jump, and and uh, and it doesn't have to be a big jump. It can be a little thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Grace and it,
2: ease. Ease and grace.
0: Ease and grace. Grace and ease. Ease and grace. It's the only way to live. Oh, so uh, easily and gracefully, people can find me at Chinabrooks.com. If you guys want to check out my blog, it's Chinabrooks.com forward slash blog. And I'm on Facebook. It's China May Brooks, M-A-E. The so May is not my, not on my birth certificate. However, it's what my mother would say, China May, And I would know to listen because it was important, so... I, I was off Facebook for a couple years, and when I got back on, I was China May Brooks because this is the Grace and Ease China, and I invite everybody to join me. If you guys haven't already, I'd love to have you.
2: No, absolutely.
4: <laughs> I was just,
2: was just there this morning, posting your Mark Twain Monday motivation.
0: Right. Yes, please, feel free to stalk me, people. I love it. Come find me
2: stalk me stalk me stalk me baby stalk me
4: <laughs>
3: google me baby google me baby <sighs> well china you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come back you're gonna have to keep updated um, on on how the open heart tour is going and on and the amazing revelations and synchronicities that I know you're going to experience along the way, because we'd love to hear some of the stories that that you're going to be able to tell as as part of this journey. And you know, we could always use a little more China syndrome in our lives. <laughs>
0: thank you guys so much too for, for having me on and for sharing your stories. Cause it really is, you know, it's, uh, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. And it's, it's such a validation of what I'm feeling, you know, um, really hearing your stories. It's like, yeah, no, 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 this, this is real life. This is real. This is tangible. This is, this is, this is the new normal. Yes.
2: That's it.
1: Yes.
0: Thank you very much.
2: and, it only feels weird if you haven't practiced. Normal's only normal yes. after you practice. That's all. Yeah. And uh you know we 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 tell these stories. We've had our we've had our hiccups and twists and turns. It's a long and winding road. Don't let any of them you know
1: mm.
2: sometimes that hic- oh I can't go down that road that I thought I was going down. You turn down the other road and ooh there's something cool over there.
1: Yeah. So
2: um you know Because you pull on a thread, you never know. You could end up uh, being watched over by Pegasus while in the cradle of angels. It happens, apparently.
0: Um, Yeah, don't let the difficulty of the transition thwart you and, you know, make you go, oh, well, this isn't working or no, like we said, when it looks like it's falling apart, let it fall apart. It's going to be hard for a little bit. You know, it's just sometimes it may or may not be hard. It might be, you know, ease and grace, or it might be a little difficult. However, it's just, like, right over that hill is,
3: <laughs> <it's> like, uh... <laughs> Even 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 in the times when it 's hard, and this is this is kind of a weird part of the story, but even in the times when it's hard when I, when we were living in the little two bedroom apartment and we were really struggling with money, I would walk every day to the grocery store because we were down to one vehicle, and I would go get our our food for that day um, and I was coming out with bags one day, and this gentleman who apparently lived across the road from me. Um, offered me a ride because it was, it was about to rain. And so he drove me home and he said, you know, I noticed that you, you go to the store and notice that you guys have kids. Um, I noticed that here's your husband who's the one who's going out to work every day and you're not working. And, you know, did you know that two blocks away there's a food bank? And I'm, you know, I'm in between jobs right now and I go to the food bank every week. Would you like me to take you? so oh. there's even in those times of of struggle, there was that ease and grace where I was yeah. not only given a ride home in the rain from who I thought was a stranger, and yes, I took it. I got into the car with a man i'd never met uh, because my heart told me it was safe to do that, and you know the next week, I was being taken to the food bank, and it was every week after that that he would come and pick me up and take me to the food bank, and we would stand in line, and we quickly became friends and him and my love got along really well and, and they became friends and so then we had this other, this other person in our lives who we were able to support and who was supporting us and it was just a chance encounter. So even in those times when you're like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Just be still long enough to accept the gifts as they're being given to you and, and be aware that these gifts are out there and they're there for you. You just have to open your arms wide enough to receive them.
0: And everybody
4: breathe. Right. Just breathe.
2: Every once in a while we have those statements that we have to just let soak in a little bit, you know, and, (laughs) and, and, uh, but we do. We we saw you. I know that one. You, yes, you. I'm talking to you. You were holding your breath. Cut that out. Breathe. Uh, and uh, because it can, it becomes much more natural and 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 much easier to spot. You know, you're you listen to your heart for just a bit, and it gets louder. It's not that it gets louder. You're just cleaning up the channel, so to speak. And,
3: um, cutting out all the excess noise.
2: Yeah. And, um, the social filters should be, ought to be. Can't. Can't.
0: When I came back to LA to sell my house, I listed it on a Friday and that next Tuesday I had an offer for my asking price. And, and when I came back to sell everything in my home, uh, you know, I had no idea what I was going to do, and it, it turned out I had met someone in Oregon where I'd, you know, gone to vacation to get away for a minute and clear my head, be in nature. And I met a friend there, and she came back with me and stayed with me for the three weeks and helped me clear out my entire house. This is somebody I just met.
3: Wow. Yeah. See, yeah. humans are awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Human angels.
3: And the moral of the story is humans are awesome. Are awesome.
2: Humans are awesome. <laughs> we w- I will never tire of telling people that either. So if you're ever feeling mm-hmm. funky, just post on my wall. I'll be happy to remind you that you're awesome.
4: Yes, yeah, please
0: post on mine too. We'll yeah. I'll remind you. Thank we'll you. all
2: chime in in, in yeah. harmony, you know, that you're awesome because, um, I got to tell you, you know, we we could spend episodes and episodes telling all of our backstories. It ain't always been this way for us. You know, I'm not we're not just lucky. You know. Oh, lots of those people, you know, she's in California she's been on TV. It's special.
4: <laughs>
2: and and she is special. But not any more special but than so any of you. But so are you. Because I know I'm not any more special than any of you. For sure. My goodness. Gracious me. Uh, so grab it. Run with it. The brass ring's right there. It's in reach. The merry-go-round's not go, even go, go. really spinning anymore. You can just reach up there and get it. All right. Well, so chinabrooks.com forward slash blog for the blog or just chinabrooks.com. You'll land right there. All kinds of good stuff's there. And uh, uh, the Monday, Monday motivations are cool. You know, Mark Twain. I've known a lot of troubles in my life. Most of them never even happened.
4: Yes, I love
2: that one. <laughs> 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 ah. And swing by our website, everydayconnection.me. We've got hundreds of conversations, expansive conversations, just like this. And we have possibly thousands yet to come, certainly hundreds. And uh, so sign up for our mailing list so we keep you informed on what's going on. Uh, you know, we've switched to podcast format. We haven't switched. We've been looking at places where we're going to move, what are we going to do. And, uh, and when it's right, we'll do it, and then that's how we'll let you know. So uh, be sure and sign up. And uh, we promise not to. We're way too busy Way too busy living in mountaintop homes and jungle paradises to be spamming you. We ain't got time. So <laughs>
0: ain't nobody got time
4: for
2: that. Yeah, ain't, 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 nobody, ain't nobody got, got ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that.
4: Ain't nobody, ain't nobody, got, that. Time that. Ain't nobody
2: got time for that. Ain't nobody
4: got time. Ain't nobody got
1: time for
2: that. Right on. <laughs> so. Join us next time. Stay tuned on China because she's doing awesome things. But until then.
3: To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourself. Stay connected.
2: Have a great now, everybody. Join Gene and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection.